podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Um, what have you got today? Cigars? Cigarellos? No, I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going neat. Friday night neat. Okay, okay. Nothing, nothing. Slow start to the year, Gareth. Well, kind of slow, but there's a lot of build-up in the background at the moment. It's, you know, the old, the, 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 the steamroller, the steam is starting. There's a lot of things going on in the background. Yeah, it is a slow start to the year. Um, Tank Davis and Hector Garcia, obviously, this weekend, but which is over there across the pond. But very slow start for us. But two big fights, um, you know, th- this, this month for me. I mean, I'm doing a broadcast of KSI and um, who is it now? Uh, phase temper. There we go. Well done. <laughs> um, but that's. I'm. I'm going to go along and have a look at that next week. And we're doing the broadcast on Talk Sport. Believe it or not, um, reaching out to their younger audience. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to uh, to Anthony Yard and uh, Arthur Perturbiev late. Obviously, late in the month. Um, I had a couple of good chats this week to Frank Warren and um, Josh Taylor. Um, waiting for the announcement on that, the official announcement of Josh Taylor. We believe it's early March, probably going to be up in Glasgow. Glad to get those two back on. I think that'll be a big event. I think it's a pay-per-view now because of what happened yeah. the first time. There'll be a lot of interest in it. Looking forward to that. But yeah, it's a slow start to the year in many ways. I remember when there was no boxing at all, almost till very late January. It's changed, you know, over the years. Whenever the kids were on school holidays, there was no boxing. Like, there was a recess in the summer even. But that's all changed. But, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype and a lot of talk going on on the uh, the, the the web, isn't there, at the moment? So um... Yeah, there is. But, yeah, like a couple of weeks' time, we have got some very good fights. Obviously, Sky Sports Box Office, January 21st for Eubank Smith, which is a great And Eubank and Smith, sorry, and Eubank and Smith as well in Manchester. I hadn't forgotten about that. It was on my list, actually. But, yes, working up there that week as well. Looking forward to that. And then, of course, yeah, better be Evan and Yard for the unified lightweight world titles in London. So, yeah, January's strong. uh, But a lot of the talk about... Um, is regarding the heavyweight division, which we'll come on to a second. But um, seeing that Jake Paul's given some comments to the Mirror, uh, Gareth, saying that he's willing to travel to Manchester on Feb 18th and fight Tommy Fury and, and fight on a Frank Warren card. So do you think finally we can see Paul v Fury? Well, I mean, you know, it's fantastic if it does happen because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of jeopardy there and there'll be a lot of interest in it. Um, and rather like KSI and the, the 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 celebrity YouTube fights, is that a real boxing match or not? Um, I think it's a great grudge fight, and and you know I know that um, you know as you know I work a bit with the PFL and probably working with them more a lot more this year as well. Professional Fighters League, Brendan Lochnane, one of the Brits, got uh, the million dollar prize uh, last year in the featherweight division as that culminated. Brilliant effort by him. Brilliant guy, by the way. Watch out for him. Brendan Lockmane. Been around a long time in MMA. Um, Jake Paul saying he's doing a PFL move. If they're doing a 50-50 share on pay-per-view events, fascinated to see who he's going to fight in in mixed martial arts. Um, how they can kind of brand him and, and work with him. But 
Look, it's a long-running feud and a long-running saga, this is, and I can still see John wagging his finger um, (laughs) at at Jake Paul from inside the ring. From when was it? Abu Dhabi. You were out there, weren't you? Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. So yeah. you were out there, weren't you? Lapping yeah. it all up, getting, getting your numbers. There's <laughs> um, so, so a real clickbait event, that one, wasn't it, with Mayweather on it? And... Yeah, there was a lot of stars there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did the press conference. I, I Were you at the press conference in London? Yeah, your call. You were that night. We did it, Bethel Green, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. But I even had to get up on stage that night. It was a lot of fun. And Mayweather was like the father figure, wasn't he, for everyone? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, um, but let's hope Mayweather fights here in an exhibition. That's, he announced it that night, didn't he? I've recently done a, a piece about that, that night. I had a quick chat to him, of course. Managed to get ahead of IFL TV and get my little interview with him that night. Your face dropped when he left and you hadn't had your mouth. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I leave the big boys like Floyd for the big boys like you. Yeah, no, no. It's just the people that have been around him for bloody years and years. That's all it is. But, um, I mean, look, there's so many ins and outs going on. If that does happen, Jake Paul against Tommy Fury, it's got to be the main event on uh, on a Queensbury card, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know? Isn't that bigger than a, than, a, than, a, than a Manchester arena or a... Um... But in February, you can't really... Well, I say you no, can't, it isn't. When, I they, say they, you can't go do, to the stadium. But I They mean, do the arena and they can make it whatever it, they do, pay-per-view on BT Sport or whatever, wherever they take it, can't they? But yeah, it's fascinating. It's all fascinating, frankly, you know. OK, let's talk about why a lot of the people will be tuning into this. Uh, let's talk about the heavyweight division. We're waiting on several announcements, um, mainly uh, Fury v Usyk and also Joshua. Yeah. Um, and who he's going to fight. Let's start with Anthony Joshua. Um, his promoter, Eddie Earn, outlined a rough plan for his 2023, um, which included a warm-up fight to begin with, Dillian White in the summer, and then Fury or Wilder the back end of the year. How much of that is actually realistic, in your opinion? Well, I think the warm-up fight is possible. There's lots of names floating around. You can put it out there. I mean, you know a name and I know a couple of names. But, you know, what they look at for Anthony, you know, if they're having a warm-up fight, it'll be someone he can knock out easily, I think. Um, If it's a warm-up fight for Dillian White, if he wants that. I don't think he needs it. I just think he needs to be confident and go out there. Um, I think he's a big favourite against Dillian White. It's a brilliant matchup. You know, if they can get the two guys together two or three times beforehand as well, there's going to be fireworks. Dillian's not going to hold back. Dillian, it's a massive fight for Dillian to, to kind of get redemption for himself. And it, it's a massive fight. It's a double redemption fight, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. with, you know, what's gone on in the past and the history of the two men. So that's fascinating in itself. Um, you know, I, I think he probably will take a warm up fight. And I think we'll probably see Dillian in. in you know, he and he and Dillian in in maybe late February for the warm up fight, early March. Then he and Dillian three months later. Um, later on, I don't see. I'd love to see the Fury fight this year. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Frank Warren didn't think it was going to happen this year when I spoke to him earlier in the week. If they can make it happen, brilliant. They've got this relationship now between George Warren um, and Frank Smith of Matchroom. If they can make that 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 synergy work, then great. Um, I don't even see him fighting Deontay Wilder this year. Um, I see him fighting Deontay Wilder and, and Anthony Joshua next year, if anything. Um, 
as he as he works his way back into the division. He could take a very bold move and fight Deontay Wilder. Um, but I still think it's a very dangerous fight for him. Love to see him in the ring with, with Tyson Fury this year. But again, if they leave it too late, it'll end up in the Middle East or it'll end up in Cardiff, won't it? Um, but it's a big stadium fight. If Anthony Joshua wins two in a row, you never know, though. It might change the, the form book and... You know, there might be an appetite, a real growing appetite if Fury beats Usyk and if Fury Usyk happens, you know, and, and if, if Fury fights Joe Joyce. Uh, with, with, with Deontay Wilder, of course, we know he's been ordered to fight Andy Ruiz in a final yeah. eliminator for the WBT yeah. belt. So should Deontay Wilder beat Andy Ruiz Jr., he'll be looking surely at a, a world title shot, a WBC world title shot, not Anthony Joshua. Is that how you see it? Yeah, and, and if all the belts are on the line when Fury, when and if Fury and Usyk fight, the winner of that may well fight Deontay Wilder, you know? And Fury may be forced to fight him a fourth time. Um, and if and if Usyk does beat Fury, I've twice picked against Fury, as he reminded me at the Indigo the other day, um, or the audience reminded me, I picked against Fury against Klitschko in 2015, and I picked against him um, f- with Deontay Wilder in the first fight, believe it or not. I think as we got closer, I might not, but I certainly picked Deontay Wilder at some point in that first fight. Because when Wilder, Wilder got really close to you in LA, that, that viral moment. He, 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 he did, he got his face in my face, but it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a nasty or vicious thing. It was like, you tell your mate Fury it was at the time. Mm. It wasn't a... I didn't feel any intimidation from him even though people thought it was I, I mean you know a big fat 50 year old journo I mean you know it's like you know it was the worst he could do to me he was all... quite rolled up at that press conference though wasn't he he was he was riled up I think he had a go at some um, radio, radio Rahim. Rahim. yeah I mean, it, he had a, he had a bee in his bonnet about the fact that everyone was sympathizing with Tyson Fury who'd come back from you know being 10 stone overweight and mental health issues and drinking problems and drugs admission, all these kind of, um, you know, kind of recreational drug admission. And uh, yeah, he said, if I'd done that, I wouldn't have the same sympathy. And I do have sympathy for Deontay Wilder in that respect, in that he's never got the love he deserved from the American public, sporting public. And yet he's treated like an absolute rock star whenever he comes here, and rightly so. Um, But no, he, he was... Weirdly, I, I think I probably wasn't as intimidated as I could have been that day because uh, like a week or two earlier, I'd spent a couple of days with him in Alabama and he was brilliant with me and so were all of his team. And uh, maybe I'm just foolish and, and I saw it as parody. But um, I, I, I didn't go as far that day as take my glasses off when he took his off though because I thought, you know, hopefully he'll never hit a man in glass, with glasses on here. But... Um... <laughs> Yeah, but I've got great fondness for Deontay Wilder anyway, and I would love to see him over here in some big fights. I mean, that heavyweight division at the moment, I mean, you sent me a list of fights, which I think you tweeted earlier, which is a br- it'd be brilliant if they all happened. Well, they um, were more realistic fights. I mean... Yeah, they are realistic. Yeah. You know, um, Joshua and White too. Yeah. Um, Wilder and Ruiz, that looks like it'll happen. It puts both either winner, either man who wins that in a fantastic position with WBC. Um, Fury and Usyk, we all want to see that. 
and that needs to get made sooner rather than later. That's what Frank Warren told me. I'm sure he's told you, and you've done your interviews with him. Really needs to get signed sooner or later. Doesn't want to spill the beans and do the, the dirty linen in public that they are negotiating. I fully expect them to have to make that announcement within the next 10 days, Umar. Um, because that, if they're going to have it in March, um, you know, they're, they're either going to have to have a massive site free from the Middle East or they're going to have to sell it here. Um, and as Frank said, I said, are you really going to be able to go outside at Wembley uh, in, uh, in, in mid-March? And he said, well, we went outside at Spurs in December, so why can't we? And fair enough, they've done it. So they've set a precedent there. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we haven't spoken about um, Joyce and Dubois, have we? It's where, where yeah, I put, I put realistic fights for those two. I put uh, Joe Joyce with Frank Sanchez, because Frank Sanchez is highly rated with the WBO. And Great fight. Great fight. Yeah, it's a very good fight. And for Daniel Sanchez Dubois, is a very underrated. He's a small heavyweight. In, in in super heavyweight terms, you know, he's more of a Usyk size heavyweight, but I thought wasn't it FA Jagba we watched him on yeah. in America on the on the on the Wilder a Fury Wilder three hundred card. He was phenomenal that night against a very dangerous uh, Jagba who knocked out everyone prior to that, hadn't he, pretty much? Mm. Um with a you know, with with fists like hammers as well, that guy. Frank, I think Frank Sanchez you know, he's got all those Cuban movements, doesn't he? Skills, light on his feet, in and out. He's a jack-in-the-box, hard to catch, um, very confident. I think him him manoeuvring around uh, Joe Joyce would be a phenomenal fight uh, in in many ways. Um, you know, I mean, who, who do we think? We, look, who do we think Anthony Joshua's going to fight next? We're going we're gonna to plump it on probably the worst guy in the top 15, right? We're going to go Dempsey, Dempsey McKean, the Australian. Right? Well, he's with Matram as well, so that would yeah, make so sense. Let's yeah. say Joshua knocks him out in four or five rounds at the early March, March the 4th or whatever. Um, and then they go, boom, Gillian White, get him at ringside. Um, late May, early June, outside. Where do they do that? Spurs? Um, or do you know? Is he? Are they going to build him up at the O2 Arena? Um, no, what? What the first fight for Joshua? The, no, the first fight will be the O2. They'll sell that the out. The O2. Dillian White will be a stadium. Yeah. Yeah, Dillian White will be a stadium. Maybe Spurs. Maybe they go to the Emirates. Maybe they'll, you know, go somewhere like that. Um, and then you know, if he does those two and he gets wins in both of them, Joshua's back in business. But he needs a massive year. He, he, he was one of my stars on the wane in my Telegraph uh, health check for boxing in the review of the... Have I told you that already or not? No. 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 Because I just felt that he had, he had a terrible year in terms of losing to, to Alexander Usyk, dropping the belts out of the, out of the ring. He got, you know, and, you know, the, the emotion at the press conference, I completely understand, but he needs a big year this year. He's lost three of his last four, hasn't he? Um, and... You know, but it's not that difficult for him to get back. And because he's a less is more guy, we don't see him out there enough, in my view. Um, but each to their own. You know, he's a he, he's had two losses in the last two years, and he's earned probably eighty five million from those two fights, and God knows how much in endorsements. And let's be honest, what's he done wrong? You know, you know, he, he's not out there slapping his girlfriend or doing anything like that, is he? That. That, that, that denigrates the sport or himself, you know. So, 
he hasn't done anything bad, you know. Uh, Gareth, just on, on Joshua, you were talking about potentially Dempsey McKean as, as the first fight of the year for him. Also, someone who's highly ranked in a few bodies and obviously is well known because of the Tyson Fury fight is Otto Valen. Is that too great opponent. a risk? No, no, great opponent for him. Yeah, great opponent for him. It, I mean, I think, but you know, Volin is is a very decent contender, and you know that we can't deny him that he's three with the with with the WBO. He's ranked three. The only um, thing is, if you're going in, into a Dylan White fight, obviously Dylan White, an orthodox fighter, you're fighting a, a southpaw, or your trainings for a southpaw, not so violent. Does it make sense? I think Anthony Joshua's got to take that the, all that level of opponent and. And, and know he's better. I think he is in the top three, four in the world. I mean, I mean, and and he's got to believe in himself. The, the self belief and getting back to winning ways is really important for Anthony Joshua. I think you know before he loses interest altogether in in the sport. I mean, I know he talks to us when we see him about being involved for another ten years, but it, realistically, he's probably only got about two or three years left. He doesn't need to box on any more than that, you know. And I'm not trying to retire him, but. You know, he's an extraordinarily wealthy man with loads of business interests. You know, I've read recently that, I mean, I haven't asked him about this myself, but, you know, that that he wants to get into acting. And I could see him doing that. He's got the looks, the physique. I mean, he's a phenomenal specimen as a human being. And, you know, um, there, there's so many opportunities out there for him, but he needs to get back to winning ways. Otto Valin, fine by me. You know, um, Martin Bacoli. Fine by me. Tough fight. Um, great fight, that. Great yeah. fight. You know? And no, I'm delighted, by the way, to see Billy Nelson in great shape. Have you seen that? I have, actually, yeah. He's lost Billy a lot Nelson's got 75 yeah. pounds, and I want to say, I mean, I've known Billy years and years and years, and he was, he's been round, literally round, for the, for the last 15 years. He looks fantastic, and it's brilliant to see turning that corner and you know he's a great guy Billy and he's very very knowledgeable as well um, and and I'm brilliant it's brilliant to see him advancing with, with Martin Bacoli Gareth the last fight that I put out was um, for Daniel Dubois uh, yeah. gone down the WBA rankings and there's a couple of names that stood out you've got Luis Ortiz uh, Ajit Cabayel Bacoli yeah. is number one but I thought you know, after maybe Daniel's last fight, that's a risky fight to go into next. Bacoli is more uh, risk than reward. Um, so realistically, you're looking at, especially coming off an injury, Ajit Cabayel, maybe Luis yeah. Ortiz. Yeah, Luis Ortiz. I tried to say this. Lucas Brown, Jonathan Guidry. I mean, the owners of the Lucas Brown, apparently the board didn't want to sanction it. but. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months ago, or yeah, back in 2022. Um, see, Fabio Wardley's in the WBA ranking. That's why I say Fabio Wardley's <laughs> creeping in there. So, yeah, exactly. And and rightly so. I mean, you know, it, David Adelaide will be up there soon as well. I mean, you know, there, there's uh, maybe Moses Italma, who Frank Warren signed. Who, who, there's a lot of people very excited about him. Um, he's only 18. He set himself the ambition to become a world champion younger than Mike Tyson. Um, you know, he's got a couple of years to do it. It's, it's if he can do that, phenomenal. And you know, he's six foot, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, built like a tank. Apparently, he's got brilliant skills. I haven't seen him live yet. Um, I'm looking forward to to him being on all Frank's cards this year. He'll be six and zero by the end of the year. 
Um, obviously, Frank manages his brother or promotes his brother, Carol, as well. Yeah. Um, really excited. I know that Tyson Fury rates him very heavily as well. Um, so it's, it's a great... We're coming into 2023 with the prospect of a ton of great heavyweight fights. And let's hope that we don't end this year. We were all saying at the end of last year, I hope we get Fury and Joshua, um, Errol Spence and... Um, and Terence Crawford was still waiting for that. Vasyl Lomachenko and, and Devon Haney. Um, we're going to get that. Um, we might get Regis Progre and Teofimo Lopez. That That's a brilliant matchup, by the way. We're going to get Catterall, Jack Catterall and Josh Taylor in a great fight soon. We've got these fights we just mentioned in January. There's great opportunities for um, Katie Taylor at Croke Park that I mentioned in the review of the year. More women's fights. You know, it, it's... It's a phenomenal time. I mean, there are there are like five undisputed champions in the women's weight divisions at the moment. It's it's you know, and 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 at the lead of it all, at the head of it all, as you rightly say, there's these brilliant heavyweight fights that can be made. And if 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 those five that you mentioned there get going early this year, the prospect later in the year is even bigger. Mm. There's there's six stadium fights we can have this year or three or four stadium fights, certainly in the UK, with heavyweight boxing this year. Uh, and that would be phenomenal. Just last one, then, the main question. Um, the main question? The main question. In your opinion, what do you think is the hold-up with Fury Newsick, if there is a hold-up? Um, you don't know whether... Um, both men are fully fit. You don't know whether there's injuries behind the scenes. You don't. Fury mentioned the the hand or the shoulder or the elbow after the after the Derek Chisora fight, didn't he? he? Said he wanted to get it looked at. Um, there's a timing issue that uh, that Usyk wants to fight, which shouldn't be a problem uh, before March 22nd. Um, they're probably waiting on. Um, whether the, there's a full site fee in, in, in Saudi Arabia, what the offer is from there. There's definitely stuff going on behind the scenes. But Are we um, just being impatient then? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a month now since the ringside uh, debacle, or the ringside um, call-out, isn't it, from Tyson Fury to both um, Alexander Usyk and um, Joe Joyce. Usyk was there for a reason, which is to promote the fight. Fury promoted both those fights very hard and said, I want them. There's no reason why they shouldn't be made. Alex Krasiuk told me he wanted the fight. Egis Klimas, both of the men are very influential with Usyk, said they want the fight. So, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't get an announcement in the next week to 10 days, in my view. Do you reckon it could be the site fee and there's a bit of a, a bidding war going on? Yeah, but that, that no one's revealing the the problems if there are any. So but whenever sometimes that, say, sometimes that can be a good thing, though, Gareth. Yeah, absolutely. We might suddenly get guys as we get. Sometimes there's going to be a press conference next week, Thursday. Please make yourself available. And hopefully, we're going to get that call very soon. You know, but I haven't heard of any problems behind the scenes. No, only that they are talking. You know, and and I'm assuming it's a fifty-fifty. You know. Yeah, I think that was confirmed. Yeah. The split would be 50 50. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, there shouldn't be a problem. Okay. On that note, Gareth, thank you very much for your time. We will get uh, another catch up 
next week, uh, Sci-Fi Week. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.